One, two, three. Go. You, you're going to do it, right? No, you were going to do it. I was just counting you in. Oh. <laughs> chomp, 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 chomping away. I'm eating a sandwich today. I'm talking to my buddy Sam. And uh, let me finish this real quick and yeah, we can get started. Welcome it. back, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, so last episode, I correctly predicted that you were eating soup after simply hearing, uh, I believe, just the way you were breathing. I knew you were eating soup. Today, I know you were eating a sandwich, but for a slightly less impressive reason. That reason is because I saw you just eat it because we have video on. Also, I said it in a song. You also said it in your song. What kind of sandwich really? was it, Eric? Let me see that way home. Let me predict it. That was a that was a ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> no, no, it was a, a chicken sandwich. Oh, what kind of like a, like uh, slices, like deli uh, deli meat? It was it was from a place that I don't necessarily want to like endorse. Walmart. They make delicious sandwiches. No, it's oh. Chick Fil A. Oh, Chick Fil A. Um, so I guess the first ch- I'm, let me just preface this. I've never actually been to a Chick Fil A ever in my oh. life. Yeah, uh, the first one in New York City recently so, opened, I guess. I, well, we walked by it the other day to go to lunch, and there was like a party out there. There was a DJ. There was a line going around the block. People are stoked for Chick-fil-A. You know what? Um, obviously, you know, a couple of years ago, I don't know how long it's been now, maybe maybe just a year ago. I don't know what it was. I had all that controversy um, with the CEO saying something. Well, because they're a, a, quite a religious organization. Yeah, but they're. I mean, it's, I think comedians have made this joke. Touched by God. It's no. Nah, it's like no, nah, no. Nah, um, feeling torn mm. <laughs> because they still make very delicious sandwiches. Oh. You know, the sandwiches got, are they delicious. Got, they got some God in them. And uh, little, 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 touch of, little touch of the God in the sandwiches and make them real tasty. Yeah, maybe. And um, we used to have them. Uh, Sold at our high school football games. I think oh. maybe all the athletic events in high school. They were like a, they do a lot of school sponsors, I guess. Nice. And um, I remember during the halftime, we were walking in to go to the locker room, and this dude on the team he decides to just stop, get a sandwich from the booth. <laughs> he buys a sandwich and takes it in. Takes it in. Uh, Beautiful. While we get our halftime speech, he's kind of sneaky eating a sandwich. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I miss the days where I feel like I could just eat whatever I want and my body would never change. I think my metabolism has slowed down a little bit. Mine certainly has as well. It's sad. I think I'm uh, either, I mean, knocking wood here, I'm kind of worried either something's wrong with me in a negative light <laughs> or um, I've been doing good, man. Yeah, you look you look slim. You look slim and, 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 and strong. Not, not quite as strong. I think I've lost a little strength, but uh, yeah. Uh, you we know, don't need strength. We're, 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 we're white-collar knowledge workers, man. As long as Not, your fingers can move, you're okay. Dude, I'm always mentally – I always want to be physically and mentally prepared for global apocalypse. Oh, yeah, I forgot. And you got your, I don't, your box of I don't, glasses. Yeah. So, so I don't really have guns. Uh, at least I can uh, – Yeah, I think I'd rather be fat be human and have guns uh, than be like strong and live and not have any weaponry. Are you just going to outrun them? No. You ever no. watch you ever watched Zombie Land? Yeah. Yeah. First rule. Cardio. Car- yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, a like good movie. That's a surprisingly good movie. 
if they're if they're the slow moving zombies, I'm all good. I'm all good. Yeah, um, the movies with fast zombies creep me out. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Why do you think? I'm not really into zomb- into the zombie stuff. So the well, Walking see, Dead is obviously ask, Why do you show. think zombies have become this like cultural phenomena in the past? I would say what six or seven years. Uh, well, I think it's been a resurgence of mm-hmm. phenomena. I mean, because the uh, the the old movies, I yeah, guess, Dawn of the Dead, yeah, what, Dawn of the Seventies, right? Yeah, it's from the seventies. So I, th- I think what we're I don't know if it was just as popular back then, but uh, certainly those movies were popular. Yeah, but I, th- I, I feel like we are cult- seeing. I mean. Zombies are just are just big, and I think they were even bigger a couple of years ago. I'm just wondering. You know, I like I like to think sociologically, like what's going on in our society where people are the are having their imaginations captured by the idea of zombies. Well, I think the shows try to pick uh, try to depict this sort of again dystopian future where we're all screwed because of something that we've done, and I mm. think that sort of zombie future financial crisis of- 2008. Yeah, it's it's one of them. So I think it, yeah, I think it uh, represents um, possibly other things. Represent oh, climate change, zombies. That's zombies. Zombies. Uh, yeah, that's zombies. That's zombies. Yeah, that's somebody, that's, that's, a, that's someone's zombie. Climate yeah. change. Exactly. Hmm. Um, Interesting. You know, global global poverty. That's someone's zombie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. Zombies are just things. metaphors for terrible things that happen in the world. So I've never watched. Ebola? Well, well, Ebola is almost like a real life zombie thing. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think I've talked. I might have talked about this a long time ago. Certainly, I've talked to people in person about this. But um, when I first heard about it years ago, crocodile was this drug. It was like this. Uh, mm. I want to say it was like a poor, even poor man's meth, maybe like basalts. Um, no, but I, I think a crocodile mixed with basalts can't will in fact make a zombie. Um, basalts because it gives you that crazy energy. Um, sure. it's, yeah, I think, I think it's like a speed, but then the crocodile, because of how it's made and it's injected into certain spots, uh-huh. it, you know, you inject into the vein, it causes like your flesh to start rotting. What? Why would you back. do that? What, is that uh, but, it because good it, you know, what, I think it's a heroin, like a mm. poor man's heroin or something like that. Mm. It's, um, if only we had a thing we could type in and figure out more about it. Oh, well, well, this is old news for me. You can crocodile look at, look up crocodile wounds. You will be like, oh, no, my you. goodness gracious. Don't do it. Anyway, the main thing I remember about – oh, you're not done. Go ahead. But I was going to say about The Walking Dead. Oh, oh. yes. Well, this is what I was trying to say beforehand. Uh-huh. The Walking Dead. Didn't get into it. But sure. um, apparently they have like a different uh, spinoff of the show, which I, I hear is a better show than The Walking Dead. Wait, what's it called? I can't remember. I've never heard of it. Um, I think you're making this up. I'm not making it up. Mm. They, they had a spinoff. And so what I liked about The Walking Dead is like the def- – the scenes of the people when it made about made it about the people and what they do in dire times versus every time they showed the zombies, I just started laughing. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, when my roommates would try to wa- watch it, I would sometimes start playing the yakety sax. <laughs> you know, noise. Yeah, they're because it seems so ridiculous. Sometimes, but sometimes I, I I've only watched the first couple of seasons of, of Walking Dead. Um, sometimes I just don't want to see people get ripped apart by zombies. Call me crazy, but. Sometimes that show is a little intense for me, for my for my soft tendencies. Um, is it the zombies, or you still like seeing the gore? Get... You know, I don't I don't need that in my life at that kind of level. It was one of those shows where like I felt like I had to take a break every couple episodes because I just got too worked up. 
Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> because of, because of the zombies. That's well, because of the intense violence, but also zombies too. I mean, I don't know. Like I like, but I like post-apocalyptic stuff a lot. Actually, I like things like well. I almost said I like The Road. If you like The Road, something is terribly wrong with you. Ever read The Road by Cormac McCarthy? I want to say I've seen the movie. Though. There's a movie too, yeah, with with, oh, with uh, Viggo Morganson, I think. I haven't seen the movie because I read the book, and yeah. literally, it's not a long book, but literally, it's the only thing I've ever read where there is zero glimmer of hope. Even like dark things have like light moments or glimmers of hope to keep you reading. The Road is like one like gray soggy sweatshirt that you're trying to pull over your head for like five hours you know what though so i think i think we've talked about this before but i probably I definitely loved all it, like it really it. affected me that book i'm not even kidding uh, that book affected me but i want to say is uh so i like those types of movies at least i haven't i don't think i've read books like that i don't know if i could keep up with a book Sorry. that sort of dim but in, in terms of movies i think that tells a uh, and I think I've seen that movie. Those types of movies tell a truer story in the sense that if you're coming into someone's life and they're in their in a um, a saga of their life that is very uh, you know a cloud is covering their their, their life you, you know mm-hmm. um, if you just kind of come in get a nice snapshot without sort of you don't necessarily need the front beginning of the story you don't necessarily need the end of the story. Right sort of ties it up into whatever i don't think anything has to get good um yeah i mean i i don't know there's like even even with that i'm not saying that it has to end good or have a nice ending that makes you feel good like i like books that kind of you know are legit enough to not feel like they have to tie everything up but i mean you're saying like like things to like make you feel like the characters are heading somewhere good I just never even felt that during the the book. Like there was like did you nothing. like the book though? I like the book though because so like, they did something right. That's what it, like, I know. I think it's a great book because it like messed me up emotionally, and I'm like an, a, like a less like full human being now. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps that's how I felt after um, I watched Wrecking Room for a Dream. Oh, I haven't uh, I haven't seen that, but I know there's a, there's disturbing things in it. Yeah, it, uh, you know, it, I watched it at a time when I was, I was just downloading movies and watching it when mm-hmm. I was back at NC State. And that's one I downloaded. So I was like, oh, let me just watch this. And I, I knew other people wouldn't be interested in it. So I was like, yeah, hey, let me just watch it. It was all dark in my in my dorm. My roommate was off somewhere else. I don't know what he was doing. It wasn't like, – I guess it was at night. The sun, mm-hmm. the, the sun was down, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like deep in the night. So I started watching this movie, and um, the movie was good. It's the same thing. I don't want to say, oh, I like the movie. Like it was yeah. happy-go-lucky. Um, but but it, yeah, it doesn't, have to be, it doesn't have to be a feel-good movie to be good. Yeah, so um, by the end of that movie, I felt different. And I walked into my room, like, and I walked immediately to my, my buddy's room, and I was just like, I have no idea Hold what me. I just watched. Hold me. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what I just watched. Oh, my gosh, I messed up. <laughs> right yeah. Now. Yeah, I've heard it's, I've, heard it's rough. Um, but I, I, I like movies like that. Have you seen the movie Adaptation? No. Um. I feel like I'm just like real. Uh, give me, give, give me the synopsis. Uh, I don't even know what the synopsis is, but it was written. The, the synopsis is about Charlie Kaufman. He basically writes a movie adaptation for a book uh, called The Orchid Thief by Susan, Susan Orlean. 
but he writes the movie about him trying to write the movie oh, with his creative meta. license and stuff I like it. around that. So, um, but you know, they talk a lot about like story in it and sort of why he, um, sort of like, I guess it felt difficult, the difficulty in trying to write a story about this book and then wrap it up nicely and stuff. And I think, um, they kind of go into that, into the out of the story. Do you need a beginning? Do you need an end? How do you come into it? Can you, do you need a, a nice ending? Do you need it to wrap up? Where can just it just end? Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. That's uh, I don't know. That this conversation made me think about that. Gotcha. Uh, so this week I want to talk about algorithms and uh... <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about them. I had no. I my my brother texted me. Because remember last week, I went off on yeah. one of my rants again. It was almost identical to my rant two weeks ago because I forget the things that we talk about on the podcast. Uh, yeah. So I thought maybe let's make it three weeks in a row. I'll just talk about algorithms again. Unfortunately, I actually don't have anything different. to. I don't have a different angle this week. So we can skip that. Well, I, you know, I do love the word algorithm. It's such it a great me. word. I love Everything the reminds THM me back- at the end. It, there should be a vowel there, but there's not. <laughs> English is like, no. Uh, we don't need that. Every, everything reminds that you know that word definitely reminds me of like my days when I thought I was going to be a computer programmer, <laughs> and yeah. um, you know, and uh, it also reminds me of this other word, pseudocode and stuff. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like this, you know, this idea of you sort of loose. Well, algorithm, I guess, has more strict uh, uh, specifications and stuff on how it should flow. But the idea is, it's like the um, like a skeleton of how the thing should work, type thing, or you know, you know, what I'm saying it's almost like an outline. In a sense, yeah. I guess, um, and you know, it reminds me of processes and um, linking tell, things tell, together. Tell me about processes, Eric. <laughs> I, I don't even know. <laughs> but anyway, just different processes, things that link together. Thing like uh, A should affect B, B should affect B. It reminds me of that like that software that you talked about, like if then then that type yeah. of stuff. That website, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, when you think about algorithms, or when you think about sort of planning systems link systems i guess or link processes or whatever i think thinking about it algorithmically um first is important and i would actually say i have no idea where i'm going with this but it is making i'm, me I'm with you though whatever you know and i was probably guilty of this but the teacher would always you know, get out us for we'd have a project and just sitting down at the computer and starting to code mm-hmm. without like mm-hmm. laying out that it's like sitting it down out. without that to write without the outline yeah so no skeleton, no idea, no, no you know, without writing the pseudocode no that sort of frames yeah. sort of how we're going to put the pieces together, the diagrams and sure. stuff. And so, I know um, I know there were a lot of people when I was younger who would like write the paper and then go back and write the outline because they had to turn in an outline. And I could never understand how you sat down and wrote a paper without an outline first. Like my brain works in that outline type fashion. I always kind of admired people who could kind of sit down and crank out a paper without outlining things first, but I definitely do not work that way. Yeah, me neither. Well, actually, I I want to say me neither, but I think I do do that. But I th- think it takes me forever to write anything. So, <laughs> you know what, though? But I think I... Maybe you're outlining in your brain and then... Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I think I outline in my brain, but I'll kind of write in blocks or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll jump around. It's not like I'll just write straight down. Um, you know, maybe that's why I have like many of a story many of a script that have never been finished um you need to finish those man in my time in california i always thought that i would just write some like 12 page treatments that was out there so i used to write back in the day uh-huh. and like 
send it to somebody and they'll just buy it for me for like ten thousand dollars. And then something. you can stop the PhD programming. You can just go be no, awesome. no, because keep it just keep it going. So many ideas are like bought and sold. Yeah, for like, yeah. You know, what, it, not enough. A large to, not enough, enough to go live off of, yeah. but a nice little yeah, bonus. But not to live off of. Yeah. Uh, so and then and then the reality of being a PhD student hit you in the head. Yeah. Also, I don't think I was that serious about it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like that's not gonna happen. Speaking of PhD stuff, how how are things going on that front? What are you What are you working on? Tell the Tell the folks what you have, what you're thinking about, what you're working on nowadays. Well, sadly, um, still trying to wrap up this uh, paper on uh, leader identity leader identity growth. Okay, where what do you mean by wrap up? What are you guys doing on it? Um, uh, kind of preparing it for submission somewhere right now. Okay, but. I, I've been kind of just re-looking at the paper. Becky's been looking, re-looking at it. And I think Dana has looked at it recently too, just to kind of um, hash out any of the last bit of uh, uh, feedback that we got. I think we had like peers review it mm-hmm. several weeks ago now. Um, and uh, really just trying to tie up those loose ends or you know, things that several people, I guess, commented on. Gotcha. Uh, seeing if we could fix it or improve it or, or if it's just a limitation. Um that's that with that being said i've gotten into my mode of like obsession nice where I like, tell me about it i just do, i do deep dives into stuff man what, so, are you, what are you deep diving on what are you spelunking on right into now into longitudinal modeling using okay. uh multi-level models man and it's so it's so effing fascinating dude. why okay like, tell why tell the folks why you're so fascinated by this don't don't worry about sounding esoteric or nerdy just go and do it go uh, into it i don't know I have no idea. <laughs> I can't. I was uh, getting ready for you to go off onto a thing. You know, like, it, uh, right, let's, I want to probe this. I want to understand. I want to, I want to get into Eric's mind a little bit. What has been your – I mean, okay, okay, so there's lots of different stats, rabbit holes you could go down. What is yeah. it about multilevel modeling that is currently tickling your fancy? I think just, uh, it's versatility. Okay. Um, how, how is it versatile? Uh, so you could use a multi-level modeling, multi-level model. You could use multi-level modeling in terms of the method and different software packages offer you different things to do, you know, some of the basic analyses that we, you know, sure. But you know what though? Yeah. You could do some of the, uh, the analysis that we learned just in stats, whatever, like the Nova, mm-hmm. uh, Nova. but it allows for other things to, rather than being assumed to be specified. Okay. Um, so, for instance, and uh, for the folks out there who aren't super familiar in stats, one of the things you might be surprised by, and I kind of was when I first started learning stats, is that all these different statistical tests we do often have a list as long as your arm of assumptions that you just make about the data. And you have to meet these assumptions before any of the stats stuff actually works. Yeah. And sometimes and I, I, you know, I don't fashion myself to be like a stats person, but I think it's interesting. Dude, I, you I are like a stats ability, person, not really. Step, I like step the ability, into your identity. I like the ability to use these tools to answer questions that we want the answer to, mm-hmm. and so I, I really like that. Um, and I think so. I think I'm more of a I like solving problems. Yeah, you know, whether it be with this or if it was something else, I'd probably dig into it too. I mean, help, I just. Um, you know, change my spark, which is some people that look into cars are going to probably be, probably be like, uh, yeah. Oh, that's nothing, whatever. But no, I just I'm, changed I'm the spark plugs impressed. in my car. I'm impressed. After man. just, you know, watching a couple of videos, I was like, oh, it's, you know, 
Um, I had to buy you know a couple of different tools and stuff. Um, and I think you know there's just so much information and so much resources online right now. I like the idea of becoming like a jack of all jack, jack of all, all trades, trades. You know, yeah, you're an uh, Eric of all trades. And uh, well on your way. You you're a man who fishes. You're a man who changes his spark plugs, does multi level modeling, a little bit of cooking, a little bit of rugby. You're just a you're a Renaissance man, is what you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> you didn't even know. You know I remember. <laughs> you know, again, I think I've said this before too, but I remember having a class um, with one of you know one of my professors back at UWF, and he, you know, he does consulting and stuff like that. But he kind of he kind of viewed consulting as a you know you come into an organization with your expertise. You can become an expert on that specific thing that you're consulting on mm-hmm. temporarily, but once you leave, you probably forget it all. Mm-hmm. You know, so you might go into an organization that does manufacturing processes or whatever. Yeah. But um, skill set, I guess, that he was trying to uh, make sure we had. It, let's say if you're doing like personnel selection, you know nothing about the job per se. You come into the the consulting experience knowing about the personnel, you know, the, the IO side of it. Right. But then you almost become an expert about the job while you're in it. You know what I'm saying? I, well, I like and, that. And to abstract it like one level aspect. higher, what you are actually the expert in is asking the right questions to figure out what you actually need to know. Trying to solve the problem. Yeah. You know? And, and uh, so you're, you become an expert in a process which can be applied in lots of different domains, which is what fascinates me. That's what I like. I'm getting, getting some computery. Let me, um... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Am I sounding like a robot? Sounded like a robot. I guess Sounded I could... like a robot. Don't uh, ever got tell me stuff. Uh, like robot, I... though. Um, Shut turn off my video. I guess I should. Uh, maybe I don't. I don't know if that's gonna help. You're the anyway. one on Ethernet. I'm yeah. not, so it's probably my fault. Um. Uh, yeah. All right. So you're going to get the We have these podcasts when I think we're both tired. So if we both sound like, dude, uh, yeah, I'm I like am. Both sound ridiculous. I <laughs> got it's, very little sleep last um, night because for whatever reason. But uh, another thing I was gonna say. So that's that's why I like. Deep diving into stuff. That's why when you guys shared that um, that TV show with me, I haven't. I need to actually check out some going episodes. deep, going deep. That's why I like Reese. those type of shows. And I'm sure other people do like those type of shows it's as so well. Good. I, I don't think there's anything unique about me, uh, but I think there are certainly not everybody is a, is obsessive. I guess everybody is a unique snowflake, Eric. I, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. You got some. You got some everybody is a there. is a is a robot there. Are you happy? I think, I think most of us are robots. I think I am. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the, the humans as well. well I'm also here's the thing. So if you think about it, actually, yeah, you're right. A ton of our behavior is kind of programmed by habit and our environment. Exactly. But if it wasn't, if it wasn't, you know, oh, I can't it would be you. terrible. Life um, would be terrible. Let's, let's oh, you can't stop hear me it. At all. I'm going to stop it real quick. All right. Mm, hello. You know, does, uh, can you hear me? Does this call recorder automatically save if I just start another recording? Yep, yep, yep. So yep. we're back. We're back. I was just getting ready um, to rant too. Not yeah, no. rant, but I had like I feel like I had a semi-intelligent thing to say, and then go back, go back to it. All right, that was me rewinding. Um, I was just gonna say that actually a surprising amount of our behavior is almost automatic, you know, programmed by our habits and by responding to things in our environment and if it wasn't 
we would be a, like a gibbering mess all the time because there's so much stuff going. If you had to consciously think about literally every single thing that you do or notice throughout the day, you wouldn't have anything left over and you wouldn't have any attentional power for anything else. So it's good that we're kind of robotic. That's all. Uh, <laughs> That's all I got. You know, That's my insight. That, there are people that do notice all those things all the time. And I think using and they're called a, psychotic. No, I wouldn't say that, but I'd say it becomes a burden. Um, and they do seek help uh, to sort of sure. quiet the noise. Or, you know, I think we also try to quiet the noise as well. Well, isn't that... Isn't, people through meditation and things like that. Sure, well. sure. And I, mean, I, was, I was thinking about meditation, or, which is all about... Or refocus the noise or refocus... Sure. Tension. I mean, isn't one of the... Th- I mean, we don't we know surprisingly little about autism? And one of the ideas is that... Uh, I, I'm, I'm speaking out of my comfort zone here, but something around... There's a theory that autistic people, they're basically their attentional filter is is kind of off kilter to where things can be just become very overwhelming to them because they're not good at filtering out the non-important stuff. Which is if you are a, a regular functioning person, like you're not, you don't notice the things going on around you that aren't important. But if your filter, if your attentional filter was broken, like just think about. If you notice like that, that you know the the burst of air that like, hit your cheek, and then the bird making sounds outside, and then the smell that you just randomly hit, and the itch on your elbow, like all at the same time, like that would be incredibly overwhelming and probably very paralyzing. Yeah, I, I you know, I've I've experience working with uh, uh kids. With oh autism. yeah, I forgot I, you do have that, and, and and I have no idea whether or not you're you're describing that correctly, um, but it, that does <laughs> remind know. me of Daredevil. <laughs> True. Um, yeah. Transition. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> he, he loses his sight, but he's kind of described as like feeling all these senses at once. And, he can hear your uh, heartbeat and he can tell whether or not you're telling the truth. Yeah. Daredevil on Netflix is dope. Yo, check I'm, it out. I am still on a break from that show. Yeah. It was too intense. Yeah, that show is wild. I'm going back to it. Actually, I just finished the show that I was watching last night, so maybe it's time for me to go back to Daredevil. Yeah, that show is wild, man. It is I, pretty awesome. Yeah, that show is dope. It's intense. Um, actually, I think I just—I think I started rewatching it a second time. It is not family friendly. I actually—I remember we talked about it because of the fight scene in the second episode is so intense and well done. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, let's not let's not cover the same ground. We wouldn't want to repeat ourselves two episodes <laughs> in a row. Only um, idiots do that. Absolute idiots. What else I, are you working it, on? What, what aren't I reading something that you wrote for a meeting coming up soon? Or you were part of a group that were writing something? I don't know. No? Are you working oh, yeah, on I'm, You know what? I'm kind of really taking a, perfor- a very periphery role. Oh, okay. I think I'll help with the methods. I, I probably haven't done as much in terms of like um, hypothesis uh, generating and stuff, but we haven't hit that phase yet. Okay. Um, I'm excited yeah, so, I haven't done anything yet. Yeah, I would, I would definitely say everybody else is doing the hard work <laughs> <laughs> on that right now. I don't sure. want to misstate uh, anything. No. Um but uh, yeah, but that that looks like it could be coming along well. That's a paper looking at uh, PSYCAP for leader development. PSYCAP meaning psychological capital. Yeah, um, it, I like I like the concept of psychological capital a lot. I think there's a lot of interesting things that can be done with it in an applied setting that we're really only scratching the surface on. Yeah, I agree. It's pretty neat. Psychological capital for those who don't remember, I'm sure I've talked about it before. It's a higher order construct of Hope, self-efficacy, optimism, and resilience. 
and I, and they formed this, <laughs> they formed together to become Psycap. Like, Psy Captain Planet. Like Captain Planet. Someone should, yeah, some nerd should, uh, should not say that, referring to us, um, <laughs> should make some sort of animation with the Psycap uh, uh, constructs What Psycap construct are you? Huh. Hmm. Let's I'll see. I'll tell you what I'm thinking for you. I'm not optimism. No, God, no, you're not. Ah, <laughs> uh, resilience, perhaps. I like. I was gonna say resilience. Yeah. I wasn't gonna say self-efficacy because you don't give yourself enough credit. Because <laughs> you are very self-efficacious, but sometimes you're a little hard on yourself. Um. What about you? Oh, I don't know. Probably all of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't. It's a stupid question. I don't even know why I asked it. It's a silly question. It's a silly. It's a silly question. Uh, I would say, also not optimism. I can be pretty cynical as well. I think my cynicism is overshadowed by yours when I'm hanging out with you. You you make me (laughs) by comparison. You make me look very hopeful, Um, but that is not necessarily the case. I don't know. I I probably. I think I have probably an over over uh, inflated sense of my own ability. So probably self efficacy. (laughs) <laughs> like I'll, I'll i'll yeah I, I can do things i'm fine i'll just i'm self-efficacy yeah huh you know what though you know after, after you said it that way though i might say that about myself as well yeah um i don't think i'd ever usually say it vocally but i'm like i always go yeah why not yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, i'll check it out you know what i'm saying like it's yeah because yeah the difference here is it's not it's just you check it out it's like yeah i'm good at that <laughs> Actually, there is this running joke in my family that uh, I'm the best. At ev- that, I, that I'm the best at everything, <laughs> which is not obviously not true. But Sam's the best. Yeah, around. Yeah, um, it's true. <laughs> my brothers can uh, can validate that. I don't remember what it is. Hmm. You should remember it. You should remember it. Was it was anything on our, our notes page? Uh, there are links here. There's a really old one that's been on here. I think since September. You're going to use this opportunity, which is I think you're referring to me and you speaking to each oh, other. That's, yeah, let's not talk about that. No, let's that talk is. about it. You're going to use it to start looking at org theory, org development, and org behavior material again. You know, preparing for orals. <laughs> How is that going, Eric? That has not started <laughs> at all. I'm not even, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's we should, good. we should, I have all of our uh, textbooks here within arm's reach. You want me to just like grab one at random and open to a chapter just start and, reading? Just, and just see if what you can tell me about a thing? No, don't do that. Here, don't. reframing organizations. One of our, I would say, the best of our org theory textbooks. You think so? Oh, I liked it a lot. What did, which one did you like better? Which one was that? Was it the hatch? No, yeah. God, no. The hatch one was rough. I thought the hatch one was rough. This is a uh, Bowman and Deal. Bowman and Deal. Oh yeah, I didn't, yeah. The st- like structural frame. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, never mind. How about you close? How about you close that book right up? Closed. Um. <laughs> yeah, take that off there. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead, man. I feel like we need to talk about it at some point. At some point, yeah. I made a piece of apple. I was gonna say, what are you eating now? Um. What were we talking about? We were talking about zombies. We were about... <laughs> zombie. Well, I mean, zombies because you like to be prepared and be in good shape because you're preparing for the zombie apocalypse. I mostly just don't want to like keel over and die. 
but you're training for something larger than that, which I I admire. Well done. Um, what else are we talking about? Oh, I was asking you about what you, what you're working on nowadays, man. You so, know, getting so getting that, academic. So that, and then um, I'm also you know still um, I'm working to put together or finish the, uh, drafts of um, like sort of manuals that people can use to create those 360 reports. Okay. So um, I've been I've met with Taylor. Well, I've met with someone in the lab over the past couple couple weeks and just trying to walk through part of the process. And so part of it is, is it me passing on knowledge to him, but also feeling, figuring out where the gaps are in terms of what I actually need to write down. Because some right. you know, stuff is written down, but lives in your brain, right? Well, some some things you don't think to, to write down. There's, I mean, this is like right. in everyday life. You just so become so accustomed to doing it, right. or you know, I know certain quirks about Excel that I know to look for a certain, certain way. I know certain quirks about SPSS. Right. You know what I'm saying? That I know to either uh, yeah, you uh, check yeah. or, you know, it's like little little things that you just kind of learn after, you know, years of doing stuff. Right. But, um, yeah, but somebody who you're training is, doesn't necessarily have that experience. Exactly. I get it. Um, yeah, so that's that. That's that. That's, oh, yeah, was, this is what I was going to say. And so we're, you're talking about, um, the, you know, the – how we're we're talking about humans and being robots or and blah blah blah. Uh-huh. The oddity of, of, of humans. Mm-hmm. And uh, last uh, last week, I think I was talking about how um, I didn't want clicks of uh, Drake popping up and everything. That hotline bling. <laughs> I finally watched that video. I actually kind of <laughs> like it. And um, I think I definitely spent another thirty minutes a couple of days ago watching other videos. Uh, probably not thirty minutes, but. Um, making fun of Hotline Bling. Yeah, well, and uh, some there's a some some guy who like he. It would be better if he could actually sing a little bit better, but uh, he was just singing the Hotline Bling song in different areas, and people were like looking at him like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> dance, trying to dance weird?" And he just has the headphones in himself, so it's not like it's yeah. playing. Sure, sure, out, yeah, out, you know, out uh, outside of his ears. There, and it was just so ridiculous. There's two things that makes me th- well, so uh, two connected things. So one is that. I've seen people say that the whole direction around that music video, it was basically designed to encourage people to make gifts and vines out of it, right? Like, because, <laughs> I mean, so much of it is like he's like standing in front of like a blank, a blank you know, backdrop yeah. and, and just dancing kind of goofy. Um, it was like begging people to do that, which is, I mean, which is, is it's genius yeah. because it spread it like crazy. And I also saw an article that somebody was arguing that from the Democratic um, debate that happened last week that – no, no, it wasn't the Democratic debate. It was the hearing that Hillary Clinton had for the Benghazi stuff that she – her facial expressions, <laughs> yeah. there was somebody who was arguing that like she was kind of coached on the over-exaggerated facial expressions so that people would make gifts of it and like spread them around. That's crazy. It was, Somewhat convincing, actually, and that has indeed happened and has yeah. like, spread her even further. So it's just interesting that marketers are, are starting to think about how, how easy it is to make their content you know, into these vines or GIFs. Yeah. No, like that's, that's, that's something new that I've never seen anyone talk about before. You know, um, so I, with the video, I was like – in my mind, I was like, oh, this video probably didn't really cost that much to make. You know, yeah, they're they're brilliant because they know him dancing weird is going to get everybody to watch it. Like you said, 
vines and memes yep. and all this stuff are going to come out, which is then going to lead people to listen to the video. But then I read um, an article. Uh, I think that you know, if, if you can take what he's saying, you know, tr- yeah. take what he's saying for real or whatever, of the director talking. He was like, you know, I, the cost probably still wasn't that much, but he was like, yeah, I mean, we worked hard on that video. Those are like real, like sets and stuff that well, we yeah, set up. You know it wasn't, who, so do you know who James Terrell is? Uh, no. So he he was he was either the director or consulted on the the Hotline Bling video, but he's this famous, world famous uh, uh, artist. And yeah. you know the uh, the skylight on Pomona's campus. Uh uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He that's one of his installations. Yeah, yeah. Um. He did the video? Yeah. So he oh, did direct, the video. Director X. Director X was a director. No, he, so he was like a consultant or something. Probably consultant. It, I think. The, uh, the color or, scheme of that or video. Was, or, or, he, or he inspired it. Like Drake like, yeah. was inspired by it. But it, it's – if you have ever been to the Skylight Pomo, the Pomona thing, I don't know what it's actually called. Yeah. Um, but like it – I definitely got that vibe from this video. Yeah. It's pretty neat. It's funny. And um, um, the other thing, I think I was watching – did I watch something else really stupid recently? <laughs> I'm oh, going yeah. to go out on a limb and say yes. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, so I don't – I'll sometimes – I'll watch a lot of weird stuff on YouTube. Uh-huh. Actually, no, no, not really. I'll, I'll listen to podcasts. You, wait, you listen YouTube to podcasts sometime. on YouTube? If I'm sitting at a computer, sometimes it's easier than the phone and you know, a lot of people are like doing streams. Are you one of those people who, uh, who listens to music on YouTube? I know it's huge. Like that's a huge part uh, of YouTube now. Yeah, because, but because it's also, not a thing yeah. I've ever really done. Because you, I mean, also I just recently bought, or relatively recently, like got into like Spotify more and things like that, you uh-huh. know. And YouTube, for the most part, I think they're trying to pull a lot more music down. Um, but yeah, I, mean, of, I know there's a ton of music on YouTube, and lots of people use it as basically the way they listen to music. But it's just, it's, I, I, it makes me feel old in the sense that I do not think about music at all when I think about <laughs> YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, you, you do. I listen to music sometimes. I listen to audio You're and hip, stuff. Sometimes. man. You're hip. And so, um, um, one of the things that came up was, I don't, I don't know how, uh, one video that came up was James Randi exposes James Heydrich. Huh. And so James Randi, I guess, is this guy who's been, I've seen him in you know, person. You know, somebody might've posted this on Facebook and that's how I got to it. I don't okay. know. But, um, James Randi is a guy who's been like offering ten thousand dollars for the past whatever a many million. decades. If anybody, I think it's a million. It's a million now. If, he, uh, if, anybody, if anybody under controlled can, circumstances can prove like what, like a yeah. magical thing. Yeah, like paranormal. Paranormal thing, right? Right. And he says, you know, both will approve of these, you know, controlled uh, circumstances. Like yep. you know, it's not, they both have to agree to it. Yep. And so no one's got it. And so this is an old video, I think, from the eighties, maybe seventies. I don't know. This guy named James Hydrick. Who just looks so hilarious? <laughs> um, so of course, I had to click. I had to click on it, and uh, I didn't watch a whole. I kind of you know went through it fast, but he was on uh, that's a deal or that's my some Bob Barker hosted show, blah blah blah. Okay. And um, yeah, he couldn't. You know, after the, the sort of uh, thing was put in mechanism um, to control uh, for the sort of cheating in this, because he thought the guy was blowing on a pencil to move it with his psychic ability, you know, uh-huh. or moving sheets of paper. Um, the guy couldn't do it, and obviously, you know, so he didn't get the money. But uh, and that led me to watching another video of, of about this guy being exposed. Algorithms. And I don't again. I didn't watch the whole thing, but just just to start it and and jump through it, I was like, "What am I doing? What am I doing with my life?" <laughs> yeah, I, I would. 
not to get us down the algorithm speak again, but I would be really interested to know like what profile Google has built about what kind of person they think I am based on like what I've watched on YouTube and what I search for. Like, I wonder if they like wrote like a prose paragraph of just who, who this person is according to the the metadata that we have on him. I wonder how scarily accurate it would be. Based on the ads that they serve me, not very actually. Oh, well, let's not get into this again. Yeah. I have a James Randi story. He came to Bowling Green when I was there. In really? He did put on a show. He's a magician as well. Um, and uh, it was one of the weirdest experience, one of the weirdest like performance experiences in my life in that I'm pretty sure he tried to do a card trick that went wrong, but he was so old and infirm <laughs> that I wasn't sure. Nobody was really sure what was going on. But like looking back on it now, like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> – it was just like one of those situations where like the card trick like, it didn't work. Like the person was like, no, like, like that's not my card or like it just totally went wrong and he kinda just like bumbled through it and then transitioned into something else and everybody was just kinda like looking around like wait, wait did we just like not understand what just happened? Or did this just <laughs> not work? So everybody that's always been my only experience really with James Randi's stuff. So like a lot, like, I mean, I know he's on, he's very well known for the whole debunking thing and his, you know, he's very long lived career, but my only experience is him just totally effing up a card trick. It's weird. James, is he still alive? I, I think he is. He was old back then. I, I've even remembered going, trying to go through YouTube to try to find video of that performance. So I could try to figure out what exactly happened. <laughs> Because I really want to know if it's just like my brain, like my, I was just like an idiot teenager and I just didn't understand what was happening or if it really was like a botched performance. Anyway. All right. Let's play a game. Do you you order things from Amazon ever? Yes. All right. What's the last thing that you ordered from Amazon? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Let's go to your your order history. My account, my orders, (sighs) a pack of socks. Pack of socks. Yep, ankle socks from Under Armour. And a paper shredder. Paper shredder, nice. One before that was a Amazon Basics HDMI cable. Mine was a uh, tripod adapter for an iPad. That was for my sister. Nice, nice. God, this is the worst game. Is there a second phase <laughs> to this game? Or... Go, go. What's your next one? Uh, next one, I bought three books for my brother uh, for his birthday. Uh, what I Talk About When I Talk About Running by Haruki Murakami. <laughs> really good. A Heartbreaking Work of Staggering Genius Genius by Dave Eggers, also really good. And A Supposedly Fun Thing I'll Never Do Again by David Foster Wallace. Oh, so you're buying like interesting things. Yeah, those are great. Those are great. Those are three of my favorite books, which is why I bought them. My next them purchase him. is a USB, card, a USB cord. Well, they we're very similar in that. My next one is a futon and a, sh- uh, a chaise lounge. Do you know you can buy that on Amazon? Pretty crazy, right? Delivered it in a box. Uh, like a couch, kind of. Like a... Like a I don't know, like a psychologist couch, sort of. Sounds fancy. It's not. It's really not. I don't own anything that's fancy. <laughs> um, I have a thing. What's the, we what's can the talk first, about? first thing that you ordered ever on Amazon? <laughs> uh, you know, actually, know. My, mine would be unreliable. How do I, I find I that? Here we go. I had two accounts at the time. To- 2005. I had two accounts at, at the time, so never, this won't be accurate. This must have been a book for my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Uh, it was a gift, I think. Pieces by Stephen Chbosky. Ch- Mosky. You don't have to, you don't have to like hide that. You know. Did, no, I don't, I, I don't ever remember reading this, so I don't think it was mine. December twenty third, two thousand five. That's before I was still in high school then. 
<laughs> I guess make you feel old. I'm sorry. Wait, no, I wasn't. December? No, no, no. That was the that was the winter of my freshman year of, of college. Never mind. Never mind. This is the worst I game. Like <laughs> um, but but I'm like now thinking of variations on it. I feel like I had an actual thing for us to talk about. Um, P.S. Listeners, thanks for hanging with us. This is a we're both pretty tired today. We're just uh, you know shucking and jiving a little bit. Uh, I had a thing, Eric. I had a thing, and now it's gone. Where did it go? Where did it go? Oh, I have a thing now. I remember now. So, so I got a, I got a new work computer. Did you? I did, and company it is computer. It what? Is it a company bought? Yeah. Oh, yeah. fancy boy. Yeah. MacBook Pro. <laughs> fancy boy. <laughs> it is uh one of the new MacBooks. MacBook. Small ones? Yeah, one of the small ones with the crazy you new don't keyboard. Don't do real work for those things, man. Dude, come on. You don't understand the work that I do. My work is surfing the internet for research, writing okay. things. And occasionally, and making the making PowerPoint decks. Fair enough. All right. So it's perfect for that. And traveling, which is makes it top notch. This thing Don't is super to... light. I love the keyboard. I like the I like the low key travel a lot. Actually, it takes a little while to get many, used to, but I'm how I'm many programs can now. you open up at once? What was that? How many programs can you have operating at one time? As many as I need. Whatever. It has more you know, RAM than my MacBook Pro. How much RAM does it have in it? Eight gigs, I think. Okay, fair enough. Um, I had another, it has a bigger hard drive than my current computer too. Yeah, this one has a four gig, four gigs of memory, and like 120 gig storage. Yeah, four gigs of memory isn't that much, man. I know um, this is a relatively old computer. Oh, oh, oh you're you're old. One. Yeah, this is my old one. Your old, New yeah. one has eight. Okay, and a 256 gig hard drive. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's good. Uh, I like it. But you know, my MacBook has I think crashed twice. Whoa! What have you been doing uh, to it? Nothing. I mean, uh-huh. same old thing. Mm. But you know though. Uh, not, actually, one time I would say more was just a lock, kind of a lockup type thing. Yeah, but, I mean, that'll happen occasionally. Um, but the other time was definitely a crash. But the one thing I can say, excuse me, is they, they definitely – they've done this for a while now because I actually watched the history. This is nothing I'm obsessed over. A long time ago, I kind of watched the history of how both OSs handle you know, crashes and stuff. Uh-huh. They just handle theirs so much smoother. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, you things say, are very oh. sandboxed in in uh, Mac OS X. Well, I'm talking about even even if the whole thing, even if mm-hmm. you have to shut the whole thing down, like okay. something just drops. Sure. You know, something gets lost in somewhere in memory or something. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and it has to restart. It, you know, nice screen comes up, you know. Yeah, it's It'll restart. I mean, and it's still frustrating. Back. You don't get a blue screen at death, though, which is nice. No, nah, and then it'll come back up with the stuff that you had open before. Yep. Yep. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? So it's the management of it or yeah. whatever. Um, uh, the timing on this is incredible. So I my my watch just buzzed uh, and with a notification that the Apple TV that I ordered, the new one, it will be delivered uh, on Saturday. On Saturday. Yeah, a new one? Is the new one better? The new one just came out. Uh, it just came out on Monday of this week. Did you have week. an old one? I never had one at all, actually. And I got oh. a TV uh, gifted to me for free, a, a fairly nice TV. And I don't have any sort of TV service, so I need something to uh, hook up to it so I can do things. So I thought it was perfect timing. New Apple TV came out. There's going to be a new Apple TV app store. New new era of Apple TV. So I was all over it. Not like super expensive. Um, so I'm excited to uh, be trying that out. I am a – I guess I'm a total Apple fanboy. We already knew that though. <laughs> yeah, we already know that. Already um, knew that. Speaking of these like streaming video devices, yes. Um, 
I want to actually find it before I start talking about it. Mm, yes. Um, the, there, there's a Kindle, uh, the Kindle Fire, all Fire this stick. Be the Amazon okay. Fire Stick. Is that what you're um, talking about? Yeah, the Fire Stick. Yeah, I'm all over this, man. And um, apparently, like, I've seen someone either trying to sell it, but I've seen somebody demonstrate. I don't know if it really works or not, but uh, um, they jailbreak it, basically kind of re- releasing oh. Amazon's hold on it and right. uh, install something called Kodi, I believe. Hmm. That allows you to watch pretty much everything. Interesting. Like, um, if you're so into illegal I, stuff, if you're into violating violating legal parameters, yeah, have fun going to jail because I know yeah. the FBI listens yeah, to this yeah, podcast. What if that was a job? Actually, like your job, like you work for the FBI and you listen to podcasts all day because you're looking for illegal stuff. Yeah, that'd be a terrible job. I, well, I, I feel like you'd be awesome at that job. You could still listen to podcasts all day. Like, how, what would the hit rate be? Probably pretty dude, low, dude. Some of the podcasts I listen to. There's some people <laughs> You're that right. Should, You'd be so busy. There's some. There's some people that would be uh, definitely dang, belong but, in jail. <laughs> nah. <laughs> this uh, one character on this. Uh, let's let's not even go into it, man. Yeah. You, you always like express like this regret the day after you talk about one of these podcasts that you are <laughs> sad that people are not going and listening to you because now people are judging you. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> Uh, uh, what do you got going on? What do you, what do you got going on this week? What do you um? What what's going on? What, what are you pumped about? This, this Halloween scream. I'm oh yeah, going Halloween. To... What are you doing for Halloween? Um, I'm sure you have huge plans. Nope, I haven't really thought about. You know, a couple yeah, weeks ago, I was like, oh yeah, I want to do something for Halloween, but I haven't really thought about it. And like, time just flies, man. It does like I swear, two weeks has passed, and I have no idea where the two weeks went. Um, they went into your past. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> Okay, okay, buddy. Okay, buddy. You should you should dress up for something or as something. I'm not, but you should. I'm not. How old is this picture of you that shows up on your Skype? Uh, What picture is it of me? Is this from like first year at TGU? Yeah, I think you sitting bitch. Yeah, yeah, that's so 2010. Why do you look older now? Even though that wasn't that. Oh, that was 2010. Now because I am older now. That was 2010. I forgot you came in school. Came to, came to CGU. No, 2011, time. actually. My bad. 2011. Yeah, it's not that long ago. It's, it's long enough. I I am much wisened now. Uh-oh. I got a beach ball of death and my call recorder isn't moving. I don't know if it's still recording. It better be. Uh, you, talked about is, computers, huh? you talked about computers crashing and I clicked on my picture and now Skype is totally locked up. Uh, you, you know what, though? You joke around. You want to pause it? I, don't know, I mean, you, if you're recording, and I have a feeling it's probably still recording. Since obviously yeah, I'm still here. I'm still other. recording. You're recording, um, so we'll be fine. You, you joke around about that. But I used to say I do have a power over technology. And this, <laughs> not, uh, again, this Where's James I Randy? Like Go, I, I feel like I've um, James Randy. said this before. <laughs> but uh, I remember first time uh, I was at NC State. And I was in our research lab, mm-hmm. and the uh, and then all the computers woman, just like woman they, running they the lab wiggled themselves we, off the desk and came and surrounded you and like bowed down to you, right? No, no, no. The woman oh, running okay. the lab. We were talking about phones because I think her research was on. This is this is how long ago this was, and how fast technology is moving. Uh, she was studying like the tactile cues on phone buttons, like you know okay. zero one, like a dial pad. Okay, and. You know, if the if the cues like the raise bumps and stuff makes it easier to you know type without sure. looking stuff with your thumb. So we're looking at her phone. I was holding her phone. It's funny that we all just tap glass screen. I know it's it's <laughs> hilarious. 
um, her body, her body of work. Hopefully, I don't think she got. I don't think she went further sure. into that area well, at all. But not to not to sidetrack you any further. But I think in the future we'll get to the point now where Apple's starting to do some haptic stuff. Yeah. Where we're going to have glass screens, but they're going to have areas that feel different. So I think we'll get back to things feeling maybe a little bit be able, be able to do things more by touch as well. Yeah, but that's in, that's yeah, yeah. in the future. Anyway, computer lab. Um, back in the so day, so we're talking. I don't know about what, and I say something, Probably like something negative old. about our phone, like mm-hmm. uh, it's going to stop, it's going to it's going to break or something like that. I don't know. Uh-huh. So we go on about on her about her day. The next day, I see her, and she's like, "What did you do to my phone?" <laughs> like what did you, it's, it's not working right now what did you do to my phone and she's joked playfully but it's not yeah. working you know she was not yeah. pissed off or anything but yeah. she was frustrated because her phone's not working and I was like huh let me see it alright let me make this thing work and I said something I, I don't even know not, nothing like magical I wasn't, to, I wasn't trying to sound like a well, you know, wizard or, or anything I was just like oh your phone will now work or something like that like right. almost like I was yeah. almost sounding like some sort of um, and then you hit the power button no, no, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I gave it to her. Yeah, and then it worked. And it just started working. I don't know. And that there's a couple of other awesome, Eric. That was the first time. There's uh, yeah, not interesting hear, story. But there's several hear, other occasions where that's uh, happened. Uh-huh. You ever hear this and thing so, called uh called confirmation bias? <laughs> <laughs> James Randy. You need to James Randy me right now. <laughs> Sam, me, you're always Give me your other example. Right. I want to hear your other example. Tell me your I can't. Example. I can't remember the other example. Oh, make one up. Uh, <laughs> there definitely is. There's other times, but there's other another specific example that I've okay. used before. Okay. I just don't remember what it is. All right, cool, man. Same type of situation, though. Well, stay away from my technology. Yeah, glad um, you're across the country. Stay away from my computers. I'm a conjurer of yeah. the uh, techno- technology spirits. You know what? I've got I've got some thoughts about spirits because I just finished watching Twin Peaks. I don't want to do any spoilers or anything, but there's some spirits going on there. And uh, the whole the whole series? No, I mean I don't want to get into it. It's I mean, it, I, you, I guess, it, to what extent you can spoiler a twenty uh, year old TV show? I don't know. Uh, but, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, yeah, you used to have like a, t- a Twin Peaks session with one of your homies. I did. Right? Yeah, we like a group yeah. of us got together and watched it because my my buddy Sid he loves the show he's a little older yeah. than both of us uh, so he watched it when it is he older than me out. yeah yeah he, he doesn't look it does he no 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 you oh. you would never guess he yeah. dude dude ages real well yeah um but he loves the show and is like he evangelizes about it and i never had any really desire to watch it but i respect him and i respect anybody like i will look into anything that anybody is that pumped about you know so i did and I watched it I, I, uh, in the last two days. I've probably watched ten episodes, and it's it's real good. But yeah, I don't, I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to ruin it for people. You should watch Twin Peaks if you haven't. If you're like me and somehow got to this point in your life without having seen Twin Peaks, it's on Netflix. Yeah, I think we've talked about this too at some point. But yeah, David Lynch, David Lynch film. He oh yeah, he's 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 a crazy dude. But yeah, but now I actually want to go watch some David Lynch films now that I've seen Twin Peaks. I don't know if I've actually – I don't think I've really seen any like Blue Velvet or anything. I think that's yeah, one Blue, of them, right? Yeah, Blue Velvet is a weird one. You should that's definitely what I heard. Try. Eraserhead. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I tried to watch Eraserhead. Uh, I did watch it with one of my old roommates because uh, he really likes it. That one was so out there for me that I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I don't know how long we've been recording, Eric, because we have two audio files now. 
Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, Just keep going forever. Um, let's we can wrap it up. I'm gonna wrap with Daisy. You're tired. Yeah, let's do. Uh, let's do. I know some podcasts do this. Give me. Uh, give me. Give me a pick. Give me your top pick. Podcast? Of any, of, no, of anything. Top pick. Just give. Give. Make a recommendation to the listeners. Huh. Huh. What should people look into in the next week? I'm would say Twin Peaks, but I already did that. So you go first, and then I'll 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 make a, a suggestion. You know what? I feel like I have to think about that just for one second. Okay, that's I, good. I feel like there's think something about it. We'll just uh, Legit. yeah, I'm, I'm I'm thinking about it as well. It could be music or a podcast or a TV show or an app or a thought technology. Oh, yeah, there's a podcast, right. a podcast that talks about music, and um, okay. You know, I don't have my phone on me. Uh, let me grab exploder? a phone. Really, actually, not gonna ring it right here. Oh, you sound like a robot. I hope it's better on your end. Uh, yeah, it's better. On my, it's better on my end. All right, good. Um, so a podcast that combines both my love of podcasts and also <laughs> music, hip hop music. Uh huh. I just got into it's. It's been around for a while, but um, I just found it. Looking, I was looking up like all the shows that NPR has. Uh-huh. NPR has, and uh, this is another one. All right, what's it called? Uh, microphone check. Microphone check. <clears throat> yeah, so microphone check, and um, it's hosted by one. Of the, I can't remember his name. Um, it's hosted by one of the um, members of Tribe Called Quest, and uh, just another reporter. Can't remember her name. And they interview people who are sort of in the industry of hip hop and music uh-huh. and things like that. Um, cool. And they, they have a whole host of people that they interview, but the ones that I've focused on, so they have like old school, like I guess rappers and stuff, mm-hmm. um, which I haven't really gotten any of those. But, uh, uh, you know, having having this technology in terms of like podcasts, and I, I would just say dispersion of information, dude, nowadays just changes the game for everybody. Mm-hmm. Anybody aspiring to get into music in general or you know rap and whatever it's almost like they have cheat sheets with all these podcasts that talk about comedy or talk yeah. about music you know um so i listened to one uh with Pusha t who's he's like one of my favorite rappers uh-huh. uh and just hearing them talk and hearing them tell a story it, it just it puts a very different spin right on on all of it and you get to hear about their thought process and creativity in terms of their approach yeah um even somebody, I listened to an interview of even somebody. Well, I'm not gonna say. I, I just hate hate their music personally, uh-huh. but it's a new, it's a new rapper. Like everybody loves him, um, a lot of hits. But even listening to his interview, I was like, you know what? Let me rethink. Let me rethink because he he clearly has some sort of, I wouldn't say musical in the, in the classical sense, but he he has some. There's more to it than just right. you know, coming in and. Yeah, he, saying crazy stuff. Gotcha, um, gotcha. I still don't like the music, um, <laughs> but uh, and I also listen to Goody Mob. That's another interview uh, I listen to, and I think Scarface as well. Um, cool. I guess I guess subscribe to it. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I, I will. Uh, I will also do a music related uh, podcast recommendation. Podcast called Song Exploder. Song Exploder. Song Exploder. This guy, I don't remember the the host's name. This, this interview, this podcast, has been around for years, by the way, as well. But basically, he has he has on a different artist every week, and they talk about the creation of one song, uh, because of what the process was of writing and recording a song, and it's fascinating to listen to these artists talk about this thing that they have created and how it went from idea to finished 
finished thing. And I think it's really well done. It's not super long. It's usually like less than 20 minutes long. And uh, it's really good. There's been uh, – I'm trying to think recently. They had the the guy, the composer that did the soundtrack for The Martian on talking about kind of like the main theme from the, from that movie. Very interesting. Uh, they've had – yeah. It, it covers like every genre as well too. Hip-hop, indie, rock, obviously classical with that, that soundtrack guy. So it's it's good. You should check it out. I will check it out. Cool, man. Well, I think we should All wrap right. for there this week. All right. This has been The File Drawer. He has been Eric, and I have been Sam. Goodbye. Peace.